Hello and welcome to the Stacks Office Hours, our semi-regular roundup of what we've been watching, reviewing, listening to, playing and reading. Contemporary cultural influencers, tastemakers and keepers of the good takes, it's the Stacks. Jack and Stephen are here, have no fear. Stephen, I'm very ill. How are you doing? I'm very tired. Um, oh good. It's which, is its, be a, which is its own kind of illness. Um, this is going to be a very lethargic <laughs> episode of uh, Office Hours as we yeah. both sort of succumb to our different illnesses. So. Yeah. I've, Bear I've with got us, listeners. End, end of half term itis, I would say. Oh, and uh, Jack's just got itis. Um, I've just got itis, not just... ISIS, but itis. No, 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 no. This, no. This, I will, I will come out on a on a limb and say this is an anti ISIS podcast. Yeah, I'm um, not a fan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> first couple albums, maybe. <laughs> the, the latest stuff is not for me. So yeah, oh, ISIS, God. if you're okay, listening, well, please okay. unsubscribe. Yeah. Oh, it's um, October. Ow. Yes, Ow. It's the, uh, the spookiest of seasons. Ooh. So I have a couple of Halloweeny recommendations mm. for our listeners and for Stephen. Mm. Um, it, it's October, which means I can actually recommend some weird, spooky movies. Yay. And not that I wouldn't do that every month, because but you feel I better watch, about it. I watch garbage and weird horror every month, pretty much. But it feels more applicable and relevant this month. And I've got a couple here that I think Stephen particularly would get something out of, and our dear listeners would also get something out of. And I'm going to dive right in. No chit chat, nothing. Just go straight in, straight into <laughs> Finally, business. Finally, a podcast of no chit chat. It's chit chat. Finally, the Good bane Lord. of the podcast. <laughs> um, this first film has one of the best titles I've ever seen in a film, and it's called "Hey, Stop Stabbing Me." <laughs> <laughs> this is a, it's this a Halloween movie. <laughs> Stephen, are you a fan of the films of Motown Media? Um, yes, yes, as, as has okay. been very documented. This is, this is a surprise to me. Um, if you don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't know, but the films of Charles Roxburgh and Matt Farley, independent filmmaking community mm-hmm. out in America, fantastic big fans here. Well, yes. Hey, Stop Stabbing Me is a film from 2003, and it gave me a lot Ooh. of Motown Media vibes. Um, for a blunt comparison, I'd say it's like Charlie and Farley started out with their unique brand of dry and weird comedy, but added in a flair for like blood, guts, and further wackiness that doesn't really come across in the films that they make. I know yeah. they're big fans of like schlocky horror films, but that doesn't always translate to what they actually make. They sort of like emphasize the weird in-betweeny bits yes you know the weird character elements of that's the um, movie the discovery of the mosin hasn't it if they take mm. that kind of like I, I always go back to kaiju films as like an analogy of people always like i like it when godzilla smashes things and i hate it when the humans talk yeah and, well that's and, like and every the, godzilla the Mot- film. <laughs> and, and, and the motor method is what if we just made these humans a little bit weird and we just focus on that the whole time so, yeah, yeah the, there's the no, downtime there's no gory kills in yeah. uh, massacre being a perfect example of that yes kind of like yeah, style. yeah 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 so for fans of like weird and off-kilter horror comedies, this is like mm. a, a 2000s college kids making a weirdo horror comedy. It's the paperboy meets Druid, Druid Gladiator clone meets The Lad Goodbye meets Bad Ooh. Taste. Ooh. Um, that will mean very little to most people, but everything <laughs> to the most loyal of uh, Stax fans. The moment you get um, Bad Taste in there, I'm very, very interested. I've been watching yes. some of that director's yeah, yeah. other films recently. Um, oh yes they're, they're more, they're more notable yeah, yeah yeah they're more mm. notable movies um, uh, so i'll read you the, the the letterbox synopsis here and you might get an inkling as to what sort of vibe this film is going for so hey stop stabbing me directed by josh miller murder mayhem mowers In recent college <laughs> recent college graduate 
Herman Schumacher, so there we've got a very specific name, we like those mm. very specific names in our weird films, has just taken up residence in an apparently great house with apparently great roommates. But all is not well. Why did the roommate Herman replace leave all his stuff behind as though he never really left? And why do the rest of the roommates assume he joined a cult? And why is there a makeshift tombstone with his name on in the backyard? And what's the deal with the monster that's stealing Herman's socks and living in a giant labyrinth under the house? As Herman searches for the answers, he'll learn that they can be only found on a path that leads to sex, murderous murder, hole digging, and a battle to the death. So yeah, I would say it's very similar to those Motown movies in terms of their approach to comedy and especially dialogue and like how funny things funny words are just funny to hear mm. and things like that but there's a it's a bit more sort of like gnarly around the edges there's a lot more in terms of like gratuitous humor and a lot more violence even though there yeah. is just them fighting in the middle of like their back garden and ala like druid gladiator clone there was a lot more in terms of like early peter jackson sam raimi practical effects you know we're doing whatever we can with the budget we have which is nothing and we're just making blood squibs and we're having a fun time it's 90 minutes long and i found on the long side i would say for that kind of movie (laughs) oh i don't know this flew by for me okay the director and the lead star are actually a screenwriting duo and you have definitely seen a movie that they have worked on and that movie is called Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, no. <laughs> it's absolutely wild to me that these guys went on to do that. But they also have a fantastic podcast, which I'd recommend, called Best cool. Movies Never Made, where they talk about, like, cancelled uh, films or, like, uh, things that got into pre-production but never took off the ground, like George Miller's Justice League or the cancelled oh, cool. uh, American Godzilla films and things like that. Really good podcast. Really fun film and, like... A perfect vibe for like uh, a mid Halloweeny movie where you just want to watch a group of friends make something weird together. So that's Hey Stop Stabbing. Hey dot 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 Stop Stabbing Me full <laughs> exclamation mark from the title um gives me vibes of what's that called? The that um, fan made Halloween movie that's like ha- Oh Halloween, uh, Halloween but, but, but the knife is fifty seven. foot long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like it's what like it's a short film, it's like Halloween except the knife is fifty feet long. Yeah. It's a two minute short film on YouTube. Yeah, it's what, it's what would happen if in Halloween Michael Myers' knife was fifty feet long and it would the be original... a lot the movie would be a lot shorter. The, <laughs> the knife yeah, is the a lot first longer. Draft. John <laughs> Carpenter's first draft was like it's fifty feet long and then they condensed it down to I don't know, was it used like a not um, even a foot? How big is his knife in the film? I guess Probably like, about a foot. Three to so four imagine inches. that, but forty nine more on top of that. Um, yeah it's a good short that's what my recommendation watch that short movie (laughs) it's it's entertaining probably on vimeo things are on vimeo the second film i've got today is a favorite of stevens that i watched last night (gasps) with a couple of friends i love this movie so much from the ghost enjoying paranormal director that is ken (laughs) russell altered states altered states is a movie about states that are altered Mm. In and you will be altered after watching it yes, this is a movie 100%. that you don't need this in 3d or 4d or real d this is a movie that gets inside your brain and mushes it real good big fan of a lot of ken russell films oh, on this great. podcast uh the devils and lair of the white worm i think are just absolutely fantastic and a lot of the lair of the white worm seems to seep into this in terms of mm. his hallucinogenic ways and his 
Russell in this combines like scientific academia with primal instinct and like spiritual development. It's kind of what I wanted Prince of Darkness to be a bit more. Mm. I think it, I think it gets that way better. I think I, I need to revisit um, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness, which is a movie that I ostensibly like because I like John Carpenter's <laughs> Apocalypse trilogy. But my my weird issue with Prince of Darkness was. John Carpenter and his his writing partners, I forget who write, who writes that movie, are very good at writing like slasher teens to be slashed. But when those slasher teens become academics, that movie just like <laughs> falls apart a bit for me. The conversations yeah. they're having are ridiculous. Um, I rewatched it not that long. I think after we saw In the Mouth of Madness at the cinema mm, for your did. stag do, I think I rewatched Prince of Darkness being like, okay, maybe this is like absolutely excellent. And I like it. I like it quite a bit, but it's still... Like the weakest of the three, I'd Def- say. I for think me. definitely. I mean, it- the thing is, I mean, the thing is the thing. So uh, you can't really uh, top that. And in the mouth of madness is, I'm so glad I revisited it because I didn't so really good. gel with it on the first time round. So good. And we are a Sam Neil positive uh, podcast mm. on this podcast. Mm. Please yeah, listen yeah. to our Jurassic Three commentary track. Jurassic on Part Patreon. Three. No, no, not the Jurassic. Is Jurassic Three like the Jurassic Five? Jurassic City Three. Jurassic Jason. City Three. <laughs> Uh, so altered states it's i didn't know i didn't know i went in completely blind and i'd kind of recommend everyone did that um but i'm still going to talk about it anyway it's lucid at times like really interesting visual designs and like hallucinogenic visuals but it's also like really grounded in other parts don't remember much about it i watched it Mm. quite a while ago i can can imagine that it's just thinking it's just astonishing because it's just it just it just assaults you i remember like weird like sensory deprivation chambery stuff yes yeah yeah Yeah. so it's very much like i throw the term fever dream a lot Mm. (laughs) around a lot when it turns to like this sort of weird horror cinema and certainly some of the hong kong horror leans into more like what the fuck levels of i can't really understand what's going on in screen but here it's contextualized as hallucinations and yeah as like this exotic peyote style drug trip with these moorish visuals and a coherent sense of like internal horror because this is all like yeah it's all within and it's all feral and primal and it's all waiting to be unleashed and my god what a movie I, unknowability is a, like a really good like horror theme mm. for me that I remember that film going to. It's it's why I go back to House of Leaves so much as like a a, a book, but like one of my favorite horror texts because okay. it's that thing of just like things being wrong or beyond comprehension. And I'm constantly looking for an alternative to Lovecraft because yes, Lovecraft because is obviously is so deep. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 and and it's not even that he is problematic. It's that his work is so laced with those ideas that mm. you just stumble across. Them. You're you're reading it, enjoying it. Like things are just unknowable and unmentionable, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's just like some veiled racist metaphor. You're like, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, veil that yeah. further, please. In fact, no, get rid of it. <laughs> get rid um, of it completely. You know what? Don't, don't even veil it. Just just get that out of there. Uh-huh. So, uh, co- cosmic horror is too often mm. just Lovecraft, and I go to yeah. all the altered states a lot as my that's the kind of that's cosmic horror for me of the the unknowable brain melting things that will just crush you as a person so yeah definitely one of my altering uh, movie my states considered them altered Uh, um yeah yeah, definitely definitely like my favorite uh first time watch of this halloween season so far so i've got two uh sillier movies i'll say to um round this off first one is a film called monster island this has been on my radar. It's like a like, Scooby-Doo film. Yes, I think I was in the Twin Geeks Discord talking about it, and I described it as what if the Scooby-Doo gang went to like Spooky Island in the James Gunn uh, screenplay 2002 movie, mm. but instead of like weird, mysterious shenanigans, it was massive Ray Harryhausen-style monsters that Ooh. were trying to kidnap people. 
So it's it's like a, it's like a kaiju movie. It's produced by MTV about a class of teenagers played by non-teenagers, which is what you want, who win yes. a competition and end up on what they think is a regular island, but it's not. This is a monster island. Oh, uh, no. The monster. So it's like Spy Kids too. A hundred percent. If I did like a if I did a Matt style review um, when I posted, hey, I was going to do Spy Kids, reviews, Spy Kids two, uh, Scooby Doo, and like. The island uh, of just, just destroy all monsters, I think. Cool. Uh, so yeah, the monster effects look like this weird stylistic blend between quite crap, awkward digital renderings and yeah, really yeah. good Harryhausen stop motion. Love, the love, comedy love. is very much 2004, and I won't pretend it isn't a little rough around the edges yeah. uh, in terms of what it does and where it goes in the third act and some of the things it's trying to say but mm, but overall it comes across like this mid-budget scooby-doo kaiju movie and if sa- if that sounds like the thing that you're after it's 90 minutes or so and fun Sounds can fun. be had within uh, i will not say it's a perfect movie it was a, it's a perfect three-star movie i'll give it that nice, nice, uh, nice. a I, lot of fun I, I do crave the three star three stars are yes. nice of an evening the things put on they're like ah oh, it was fine it was good and i won't think about it again but i enjoyed exactly. it exactly it's 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 the vanilla ice cream of my horror watches i just want yeah. something that will you know numb my tooth pain for 90 minutes there's more to ice cream than than tooth pain but um, <laughs> but monster uh, island is a little like pulling teeth in parts though actually but it's good. i have i have a question for you i know you're not a huge fan of this franchise though you've seen it more than i have so i turned mm. to emma yesterday and i asked her a question i'm hoping you're going to give me a different answer because she gave me definitively an answer so i've seen hellraiser one through three. Oh god now i've stop not there stop i've there. not i've not seen hellraiser 11 yet and i'm aware uh, i've not i've not seen i'm hellraiser aware that it's yet. a reboot and therefore yes. I don't I don't need to watch four through ten. However But but I should watch four through ten, right? I well should. I think I think four was advertised as this is Pinhead in space. And I was like, all aboard, baby. I love it when bits uh, of two horror are in icons space. <laughs> horror icons go to space. And he's barely in space. I don't know, they all gel together, they're all quite horrible. I'll stand by that uh that, that original trilogy being good. Mm. Um but after that, man, it just comes a complete, like, almost torture porny slog, and it becomes Scott less Derrickson about... directed one of them, which tells you all you need to know about Scott Derrickson, I would say. Who? Oh, can you remind me of who Scott um, Derrickson Scott Derrickson, is? who recently did The Black Phone, and before that oh, did, okay. um, whatchamacallit, um, the Marvel movie. Um, that's strange. Oh, okay. Um, well, I, yeah, I could not tell you anything about his Hellraiser movie, other than probably Pinhead's in it. I will get around to that new one just because it's I, a new I horror want, release. I, yeah, I do um, want to I've watch heard that. mixed things, but I'm I I, I liked the look of the uh, the Cenobite, so I'm I'm all in there. And I'm, hey, I'm way too down the rabbit hole at this point to give up now that there's a supposedly quote unquote good Hellraiser out. Now that I've so the answer is I should actual... watch four through ten. I mean, I'm never going to say no to another person committing to a Fabulous. horrible, okay, horrible horror franchise. <laughs> and like, again, they're all about 80, 90 minutes. I was doing like two a night, like last year, like April, I think last year. I was just doing like two a night and going you to bed. You were the like, April Fool. Oh, um, I was the April Fool. Hell okay. was raised. Uh, my tag for on Letterboxd. Where I talk through <laughs> the Hellraiser <laughs> movies. My tag on Letterboxd for each of them was I'm in Hell. So if you look through my yes, Hellraiser no, I've, reviews, I've you can find specific thoughts. Well, because you much like Hellraiser. I do like Hellraiser. I'm a huge Hellraiser fan. I haven't. It's, a, it's one I would like to revisit soon. 
potentially this month because I, it's a film I'd seen with George very much mm. in a day where we're home for Christmas and we're watching like seven films in a sitting and ending on Hellraiser. God. We're both really tired and really kind of just want to go to bed. And then I left Hellraiser 2 for another couple of years. And then I left Hellraiser 3 for another couple of years after that. And then I went through all the series just to get it done. So now I'm at the point where I bet if I go back to that first Hellraiser film, I'll have a lot more fun with it. Yeah, when I, my, my, this has now become the We Talk About Hellraiser podcast, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. all in favour of that. Um, oh, man. So my Hellraiser experience um, was, there was, so was a, there was a year when I was working down um, teaching in the town of Wokingham. Uh, which mm. is near Reading, and Emma was up north and I was down south because of, like job moving stuff. So there was like a large part of the year where I was just like there by myself, um, and it was a time where I was working. I, I arrived at work at like seven o'clock and I left work at about seven o'clock. Oh, and God. in the and then and I did that every day. And in the evening I would just come home, cook something, and have my iPod out, and I would just like rent a cheap horror movie. And then, yeah, like, yeah, every yeah. evening, and it's just the time when I. So that's the first time I watched Hellraiser. It's the first time I watched The Descent. <laughs> it's the first time I watched oh, Society. Wow. It's the first time I watched oh, Demons. Wow. That was like that was my like big gore binge. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 maybe, and then I remember watching Hellraiser and just being like, I've heard this movie for so long, and it just floored me completely. Mm. I just got my computer out, just bought the Blu-ray trilogy, just like paused it halfway, was like, this movie is exceptional. Um, cool. So yeah, I I utterly adore the first Hellraiser. Have you seen Clive Barker's Lord? Lord of Illusions? Lords no. Of Illusion. I've seen that, Nightbreed. I've not seen Nightbreed. We should do a trade-off. I should Someone watch Nightbreed. Someone ripped their own face off in that movie. Uh, Lord of Illusions. David Cronenberg's George... in it. Well, double sold. Hell yeah. Uh, Lord it's of good. Illusions, yeah. It's a bit overly long, but the, yeah. if you're looking for that Clive Barker gore, Lord of Illusions is where you want to be. I am. I certainly am. Um, and my final uh, recommendation for today is a little film called, and it is a little film, Monsters Crash the Pajama Party. A lot of monsters today. There is something about antiquated 60s horror media that I'm really drawn to. It's just sort of like this almost wholesome, just sort of like novelty approach to spooks and Halloween and stuff like that. Monsters Crash the Pajama Party is a 30 minute long special or like a one reeler that I assumed played as part of like a kid's Halloween horror matinee back in the day. I know what reels are now because I watched um, Werewolves by Night within reels, whatever it's called. And there's a bit there's there's, there's a bit in the movie where in the corner you can see a little little cigarette burn. You're like, what is that? And what that means is is what that means is you go to Google and you go to the Marvel forums and you go, what is this? And they tell you. And then that's why that's that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that we'll get to that later. I I ugh. it has a mad scientist, it has a man in a gorilla suit, it has kitschy like lab evil scientist environment, it has a sorority and fraternity teens, it's cheap and cheerful, but jam-packed with this very That's specific sixties style of like Halloween spirit. It's completely burnt out. In, like the transfer I watch is like completely burnt out with like lines and grain and warped and it was just sort of like oh good i'm watching this on a sunday afternoon getting into the halloween spirit and it's 30 minutes now loved it monsters crash the pajama party you just don't get titles like that anymore bring them back you've brought some good titles today i have to Uh, say uh, yeah so let's hey stop stabbing me monster island monsters crash the pajama party hey monster stop stabbing me (laughs) ah real monsters if, yeah, if you take one thing away from oh, alter, during that period, as I also was when I watched Altered States, actually. Yeah. So this 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 was the the very the, formative the, the, the iPad cook. Well, yeah, because it was like I had nothing else to do. Mm. It was the I went home every evening. I went for a run and I watched a movie. It was it was a it was a very dark good. time. <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, I will 
can get on my soapbox here and say more contemporary horror movies need to bring back the concept of we're in a big dark haunted house and there's a man in a gorilla suit running around killing people Ooh, yeah yeah that'd be good. That, that that needs a comeback if we're gonna do like throwback to old slasher films let's take it even further back and take it to a group of people are terrorized by a big gorilla in a house maybe abbott and costello were there what's who's the equivalent of contemporary abbott and costello i think it's it us? us i'm pretty sure I think it's us. Us. <laughs> okay so we're gonna star in like a, a gorilla themed horror film Excellent. working title send us in titles for our halloween when you, stacks gorilla movie when you say gorilla themed um, horror movie all i think of is that thing that's played every time i've done like a like job trading thing and they okay. play you, and they play and you must have watched this they play you some video and it's about like paying attention and you watch and it's what? like how many times have people passed the basketball around you would have seen this i I've have this, never i have seen this video seen this. at like five different like like job training sessions or like cbd sessions yeah, yeah they're like count how many times they pass the basketball and at one point a person just walks through in a gorilla suit does a spin and waves for a bit and the idea is the idea We're is hiring that, you, that, that you generally don't you don't notice as you're counting on that and the thing has been like you get so focused well apart from the second time you've seen it you're just like yes there's a gorilla yes there's a gorilla so okay, yeah people well, love that we video can, we can take that idea and run with it for our screenplay that'd be yeah. that'd be good okay yeah so have you got any movies to bring to the table this week or yeah. do you have any special presentations that i have a special presentation I have a special presentation. Um, let's yeah, let's start with the crap. Um, this is this is sweeping the nation. This is so, sweeping the world. Yeah, the Marvel monsters. fans are chomping <laughs> at the bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> go on. Wait, wait. You going? You want to go to the monsters? I do. I do. I do. Okay. Robert, cool. Robert Zombie, who actually, I should, I, you Bobby know, I, sh- I, sh- I should call Rob Zombie. I should not make names into jokes. To be honest. Um, so Rob Zombie, I will show you respect. He's who seems like a nice man. He um, seems okay. I uniformly dislike his films. Apart mm-hmm. from Lords of Salem, which I think is really, really quite good. Need to see that. Yeah, I need to um, see quite a bit of um, um, Z- but, Zombo's work. But yeah, Zombocom. Oh, here's a recommendation. Go to Zombocom. If you've not been to Zombocom... What the hell is Zombocom? Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell is Zom- Stop saying things to me that I meant to know what they are. Is it where gorillas play basketball or something? <laughs> Zombocom. Zombo.com. Go to Zombo.com. Oh, Zombo. I thought you said Zombocon. What the hell is this, Stephen? What the hell is this? What the hell is this? Okay, everyone else load up Zombo.com right now. I'm genuinely... This, I, I this is like Alter States. I don't time. understand what this is. I, I'm going to mute this and close the tab because it hurts my, my brain. But... Um, Go to Zombo.com. Anyway, so Robert Zombo.com. Anyway. Robert Zombo.com um, makes uh, movies I dislike, uh, but I watch mm. all of them because, I don't know, it's... I guess he's like in the fringe of, or is I don't know. Would, would we count him as part of the vulgar or terrorism movement? Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I've so. seen his his uh, especially those uh, the uh, thousand corpses trilogy yeah, or duology. The Firefly, they always pop whatever up. they're called. I don't uh, I, God knows. Three, I think dev- uh, three from hell. Um, yeah. yeah, they always pop up in like a, a vulgar yeah, or terrorism list yeah. on Letterboxd. They absolutely suck. Um, so he makes movies that I dislike. A lot of people who I really like and respect really like his films and get yep. a lot out of them. And that's awesome. Um, I don't see it at all. Um, I cannot, I just, I cannot find it. And I don't mm-hmm. want to revisit them. But I keep watching them. Um, <laughs> Monsters was interesting to me um, mm-hmm. because this was him 
making a, a nice movie, a nice movie for nice people. So this is a, pa- a passion project, sort family of thing friendly well. passion project of, mm. you know, showing his love for these pulpy horror aesthetics that he's definitely schooled in. And the thing with Rob Zombie is, sorry, Robert Zombogom, um, is <laughs> he obviously likes the same movies that I like because his entire mm-hmm. oeuvre seems to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Um, <laughs> so, and I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 quite a lot. Like someone that I know watched 31 recently, which again, I think is dreadful. And they're like, this has got a better chainsaw fight than, Z- than Mandy. I'm like, my friend, this movie Te- is ripping Texas off Chainsaw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Two. <laughs> um, the only movie which Jack has no opinions on. Please, I have subscribe. no opinions about patreon.com forward slash the stacks on film to unlock go. our podcast called Let's Try That Again, where Stephen makes me watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 again. And great, do I still hate movie. it? No idea. No idea. Um, so yeah, The Monsters, which you quite liked. I like, and I, I have issues with it. I think it is way, way too long. I which is wild to it, me. It's not even that long. I, it just feels like it, it's forever. It does feel like way too long. It is a fantastic screensaver movie in that I would yeah. put it on at a house party on mute. Uh, very much drawn to the aesthetics, the visuals, the lighting, the costumes, oh, uh, the set design, and like it's he's again it's an antiquated look at like 60s horror sitcoms which do not exist anymore and it was an introduction to the monsters for me i have now yeah. gone on to see some of the show and some of the original movies and they are nice october autumnal watches yeah I just so it was crap. what do you think just, what do you just, think about I this just, film I just as a whole it was totally crap um i don't find any of it endearing i find the characters very very irritating i don't like the aesthetic i think it just i go back to loads and loads about how the motor movies are so good about working within their constraints of yes they are low budget <clears> but they know how to <throat> use that and a low budget can be a feature or it can be like a part of your film that you know is there this movie does not um uses budget very well it just it just looks crap it, it, it looks shoddy because i think it's it, it's pushing too far on very meager resources mm. um and also it's 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 robertzombo.com like just like you, you can make a better looking movie than this and it's got like because i think was this a netflix joint it's uh, a something I, it's joint. a streamer it's a streamer i don't know budget wise what he's doing but i think maybe it's maybe H- if... hbo max or something or oh, Pe- something maybe like peacock that, yeah. maybe it's a pe- i'm gonna say it's a peacock it's a peacocker um, ridge peacock ridge first. something like that um yeah, I just I, I see that he wanted to do it in black and white. I think it would look better in black and white. More on that yeah, later. There are black and white sequences. There are. Um, uh, I just I, found it so dull. It's got like five stories wants to tell. None of them are interesting. Too much of it is about this very boring like comic character and stand up stuff. Hmm. Just lumbers along. I got an hour in and was like, got forty minutes in. It was like, how is there an hour left of this movie? Yeah, and, like, a lot of very it, I was little like, happened. This should be a tight eighty minutes, if yeah. if that. But it should be a know, graveyard smash, it. but it's more of a monster mush. <laughs> um, very, a monster very mush. Um, so monster, yeah, monster mush. Okay. Speaking of okay. other movies, Werewolf at Night on Wheels Within. Um... Not a movie. That's a special presentation. Thank you <laughs> very much. It's called Werewolf mm. by Night, directed by one of the best classical contemporary composers mm. in working in cinema, Michael Giacchino. And uh, maybe he should just stick to list some of, <laughs> list some of his um, credits, please, Jack. The Incredibles, so Ratatouille, uh, and a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of Brad Bird joints, uh, Lost. He's a JJ the, the Abrams Spider-Man's, guy. I the think most recent Spider Man. Uh, I think Jojo Rabbit. Oh really? How oh, interesting. I think I think so. I mean, I think I, he's that's... a Star Trek. I uh, you know he's a Lost. Maybe Super Eight. Um, yeah, Giacchino. You'll you'll know his work. He really has good, a very really distinct style. And though I didn't mention it in my review of Werewolf at Night on Wheels Within, um, 
the score is very very good um but i my review was not really a holistic thing my review was like my explaining my thesis about this film which i think this film yeah is and really like it, where it and sits in the larger um, marvel world and yeah they're like uh, trying to pull the wool over our eyes and tell us we're getting something different when in fact yes. we're not getting anything different at all question yeah mark. so i would ask you what is this thing and wouldn't, wouldn't exactly wouldn't it take you about five minutes to explain exactly what it is I, I still don't really know. It's but a, I, that's it's, totally on purpose, though, right? That's totally on uh-huh. purpose. It's amb- ambi- ambiguous. Amb- ambiguous, sorry. And um, it's part of phase four of the MCU, but has no direct links. But it does. But it doesn't. Uh, it's based I, on the comic. I don't know. This was sold to me as this is a standalone werewolf thing from Marvel. Yeah, and I was like, same. cool. The trailer looks kind of cool. It's obviously filmed in a style that's meant to emulate classic universal horror yeah and then like five minutes into watching it i was like oh i get it and i, I don't want this anymore <laughs> and it doesn't actually look like that so no this, not at this, all it this is very film, much an emulation it really irritates me actually because i thought 55 minutes um kind of like horror pastiche sounds really mm-hmm. cool sounds different yep. sounds interesting and i realized that, that that that's how they get you that they, they got me completely and yeah. i'm really angry about it um this film exists... So, I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a big fan of Lost. Lost is one of my favourite TV shows. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, I really, really love Lost. I came I to love Lost, Lost. I came to Lost quite late. I watched Same. it at university in second year, just finished exams, and it was all put on Amazon Prime. Mm. Um, and I just watched through the entirety of season one in a day. I, I was did not like, sleep. The, the first, <laughs> I, like, three seasons of that, I was obsessed. And, like, I, yeah. it goes into some strange places. But I will stand by like the first three or four seasons of Lost oh, being I like will, gold I, I, standard television. Here is my, my controversial opinions coming up. Um, you, so you're I'm, like a, a season one I, through 25, man? No, I, I am a... Is, Lost is the show that keeps on getting better, man. I am the... Wow, interesting. The, uh, purely because I knew it was going nowhere. Because I knew that people had talked oh, about right, how yeah, frustrating the, and the controversy had ended years ago so I you're just coming loved to it after that it was fact. just piling on nonsense i was like this is such gleeful nonsense so i really mm. enjoyed that part of it but the lostification of media um i like the i like ifications of media you has, do has caused an obsession with people the questions people have about texts i feel mm-hmm. should be about what does the text do about the real world what questions may be asked about myself about reality about themes etc lost was one of the like Earth shows of let's ask questions within the text. What does this mean for the law? Law, 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 and yeah, law. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I have started to really despise law. And I think the MCU is a really big expansion of that thing of being like, so like Lost was cool because it was like in tune with not quite the early internet, but an early stage of the internet mm-hmm. of message boards. Lost as ARG, like an ARG, exactly. Very much a, the JJ Abrams secret box yeah. TED talk or whatever, which it's is very which Cloverfield-y. is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And now MCU is that, um, which really mm. irritates me. So I thought for a while that what the MCU was doing is using their uh, kind of like film projects as genre pastiches, which I thought yeah, exactly. was really, really, really cool. So, so Winter Soldier, Cold War Thriller, Ant-Man, kind of heist works. film. Yeah. Ant-Man is sold as a heist film. It's and then not wasn't really a really. heist film. It's just a Marvel film, <laughs> really. Yeah. If, we, if we define Marvel films as like three-act structure, there's some conflict, there's a lot of quippy humour, um, we might hang up some set pieces now and then. But and other Bla- than that, I mean, there is nothing in the Marvel universe that is actually... Like Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi was sold as, here's a Kung Fu movie. film. Yeah. Here, is, really. here is five minutes of like some okay choreography inside a massive CGI mesh. Black Widow. Here's another paranoid Cold War thriller. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Here's an action movie. No, no it's not. Um, 
multiverse of madness, not mouth madness, multiverse of madness. They're like, it's a <laughs> horror movie. It's like it's a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, no, it's not. Not really. And the bits that are horror in that movie don't really fit into the movie. Um, and they get me every time. Now they're like, Werewolf at Night is this is this is this thing by night? Mm. And I, I didn't even know what it's called. Um, Werewolf by Night. The title doesn't even link to the goddamn movie. It's ridiculous. And it's not even a movie. I don't really care. So there's a werewolf. This it is, is night, maybe. Shush you. There's a man um, thing. There's a, Ted, Ted the Mad well, Man that, thing. That annoys me as well because that's just there. So a a, a a really good friend of mine um, loves this stuff. They're really really into it. And they posted mm-hmm. how they couldn't believe that Man Thing was so cute, and I replied with, "Oh, that's what that is, is it? Because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie just chucks things at you, so you go to the Wikipedia page and you Google it, and then someone says, oh, 'Oh, that's that from yeah, this yeah. comic.' And that's yeah, the yeah, yeah. its entire raison d'etre is that. Like, it's the Where's Wally universe, basically. Yeah, it, of like, try and spot him. If you spot him, you can Google who that is. And sure, <sighs> I'm sure comic fans are shouting at us now, and like." Yeah, maybe it's, it's not just, just so us, insular but... it's just so insular and boring it can be for you and for other people this is why i actually think i have a righteous point here because it's great that it's for you people but it's too insular and exclusive and it wants to be everything so it get it because it posits it's something it's not so it gets me in jack in because it's like look it's a universal monster pastiche it sets itself at the beginning like rko's most dangerous game a movie i yes. sensibly quite like mm-hmm. um and it's a, then it's a good premise it is a interesting premise to set up and expand upon and then it doesn't it doesn't look right so the black and white is terrible um it doesn't like blonde is a terrible movie but the black and white in that movie is astonishing mm-hmm. like, the contrast work looks fantastic there's a great sure. job of like matching like the kind of like altruistic works of the period this mm-hmm. just looks crap it looks like a modern film movie filmed kind of poorly that's just had a black and white filter put on it it's in, like, the manca fact in premiere yeah it just it just looks bad and it doesn't have the plot feel or like any of the ideas of like characterization a monster movie um yeah because it, it has nothing but disdain for that it's just like that's oh we're not doing that so it just tricks you in and what i thought was going to be a great gateway thing of being like oh you're not watching a martial arts movie i was watching shang chi well these exist mm. it's like no this is the marvel is everything and can do everything you don't need other stuff and we does put, it well and you don't even need to think uh, about where where this is inspired yeah. from and where this could go this is an insular singular entry into the marvel canon that does x really yeah. well question mark why would you watch universal monsters that's old when we can mm-hmm. like have its pestilence thing here this does not make one to engage with like wider cinema wider culture which is why i do reject the maybe it's not for you i think this is this is mm-hmm. this is this is anti-cinema this is stuff that doesn't want you to engage with things outside of it it has no love for things outside of it it only wants to be insular it has no mm-hmm. real resonance and it throws a comic book thing at it every now and then and that's fine whatever i get that those people are pleased by that but it's just oh it really annoyed me it really really irritated me and i was a bit too cruel to it perhaps but i just well you messaged was... me and you were like oh come on jack you're the only person who's given this less than like three stars and i was like well you're gonna watch it and then five minutes in you were like damn it jack's right yeah it's because it's absolute <laughs> crap it's it it, uh, it it totally sucks which is a real yeah shame. Oh, yeah yeah have you seen anything you like recently <laughs> any, any horror movies or is it just sort of like those are the bigger entries recently. Um, I rewatched Firewalk with me. Um, now that's a horror film. Yeah, that is a that is a horror. That's maybe mm. one of the scariest films I've made. Generally, yeah, I think 100%. it's it's it's, yeah. it's utterly utterly terrifying. Um, I rewatched Firewalk with me because people kept comparing Blonde to it, and I was like, I like oh, Firewalk with yeah. me. I like Firewalk with me, but I've not watched it for a long time. And upon rewatching it, I was like, this is one of the, if not the greatest film ever made. Like mm. it is just incredible. Um, we are both big Twin Peaks fans here. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
I think there's just nothing else like Firewalk with me of how cleverly it is in conversation with an addendum to its source. It's such a, a fascinating text of it is completely additive to Twin Peaks. It is a mm-hmm. deconstruction of Twin Peaks. It is yeah. an extension of Twin Peaks. It is an inversion of Twin Peaks. It is a standalone film that doesn't need Twin Peaks. Yeah. It's just this really... And you you could watch it without watching Twin Peaks, and I think you'd get mm. like a cool, weird horror movie. You watch yeah, it with watching sure. Twin Peaks. You'd and spoil you Twin this... Peaks for yourself, but you know, but I think if you had good. the intention. I, 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 the thing it spoils about Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks is better off with that spoiled. Interesting. Because I think, well, I suppose, because Laura that is Palmer season is, two. Is un, is, is that, it, it was, it was, yeah, that was not Lynch's focus and Mark Frost's focus going into season two, and that's why you get all that padding in season two before the reveal yeah. is revealed. And I, I suppose you are right in that. Because regard. really, it's a film I have not revisited in context with uh, Twin Peaks: The Return, which I'd be very mm. interested to do now because I have not gone back s- since what twenty. Oh god, was that 2017, yeah. 2018? Oh 2017, my. I think. Yeah. Oh um, my god. I was speaking to Sixton about it, um, mm. and I we both agreed that things people really like about the Return are just in. Are in and I love the Return. It's in Firewalk with me. Like the, the, awesome. the stuff is 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 already kind of here. It's yeah, just, yeah. it's is, it's just an utterly astonishing film. It has like the best like opening thirty minutes. I think maybe of anything. Mm. As I mean, it starts that just like smashing of a TV, which is such a beautiful image of being like, take yeah. that Twin Peaks. And then it just throws you into this like just horrible town with like <laughs> yeah, yeah. all like the Twin Peak archetypes of there's your law enforcement, but they're horrible. Here's yeah, the, it, the it local characters, like, but they're horrible. A lot of people, myself included, are drawn back to that first season of Twin Peaks because of like the wholesome wholesome mm. nature of it all and the small spooky town and there's something quite cozy about it. But Firewalk with me just sort of like disregards that and just shows you the evil underneath completely. Which is just beautiful because it's just like, no, this is actually what Twin Peaks is. This is such an uh, angry, righteous a very, work. A very Lynch sort of uh, position to take as well, against his own work. Yeah, but it's such a unique positioning of that very Lynch motif. So like, mm. Blue Velvet opens with the, the picket the fence, let's in zoom the, in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But this is just like, let's not do the picket fence opening in the movie. Let's use an something extra textual to be mm. the foil so this just it uses another another work to foil itself to be this complete just like uncompromising look into bleakness and a bleakness that already existed and when you go back to twin peaks you get a sense of relief and then you realize mm-hmm. twin peaks is really horrible and it's full of really horrible people that did really really horrible really things bad, to people yeah. um yeah. and you are so focused on the outside of you of dale cooper that you don't really realise how negative and disturbing mm. this stuff is. And it's such a great way of making you look at something properly. It's such an uncompromising movie. It is such an uncomfortable movie. Yeah. It gives so much agency to its lead, even when it is taking agency away from her and characters are limited mm-hmm. and down. It is... I, I was utterly, utterly floored by it, um, watching it again. I yeah, I just... One of the best soundtracks as well. Oh, Adam absolutely. Adam Alente, Julie Cruz, like, oh so good that's, that's uh i think it's the only lynch- oh no i've got a couple Which, lynch records on vinyl but i've got um, the blue velvet one yeah oh um, uh, yeah beautiful but they uh, the soundtrack for blonde rips off laura's theme at the end to the oh, extent really? that as i was watching blonde i again i'm annoying i'm an annoying person to live with but i pulled my phone out played laura's <laughs> theme on spotify i was like emma these line up exactly and they do it's just about the melody it's just all there and uh it's just Firewalk with me is absolutely incredible. Watch Firewalk with me again and again and again. Vaughn, watch Firewalk with me. Yeah, Vaughn. Yeah, Jack. 
I have not seen that in years. I think I did a massive oopsie and I watched The Lost, The Missing Pieces first. Oh, I've got I that. I've never seen I it. I rented the wrong thing. And I was like, man, this is long. Because I think it is like... It's already like a two and a half hour movie. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it... Um, I the, missing pieces the Missing Pieces is maybe like 90 minutes, maybe. Oh, yeah, if you put it all together and it's called like The Complete Firewall yeah. or whatever, there's like a fan edit, but... Yeah, because yeah, no, I've, I've, like I've got to... the Blu-ray reissue that's got that in, um, mm. but I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I just lent it right. to my friend Will, actually, so Will has my copy of the Twin Peaks Blu-ray. Will, forward that to me. Thank you. It's <laughs> good. Video so, games. Video games. Did you did, got... did you had a video game? I have one. I've got half of one. So, okay, Stephen, did you ever play Overwatch? If this is about Overwatch 2, I'm going to be really upset. Stephen, Overwatch 2 has released. And oh do you know what? <laughs> no. It's like Overwatch 1. But yeah. free, and that's it. That's um, literally it. That's literally it. I've played some Overwatch. I got it near where it came out, and then I mm-hmm. just played Titanfall 2 instead because it was better. I really like Overwatch. I didn't know what Overwatch 2 was until this week. I, I don't think many people free. do. I don't think you still do. I don't, because it is Fortnite, but I can just play Overwatch and ignore all the Battle Pass stuff, and it's free, and I can play it on my Switch, which means I can take it downstairs. Oh, cool. How does it play on Switch? Really, really well, actually, surprisingly, um, which I was really surprised by, because, like, you know, the Switch controls aren't, you know, the most ergonomic or whatever, especially for, like, a a team battle hero shooter, but I am having a lot of fun replaying basically replaying overwatch because it is the same game there's like a couple new heroes that i can't unlock and there's a couple of new maps i'll never see but other than that it's just like i paid 40 quid for that game eight years yeah. ago and now i get it for free it's yeah that's okay. literally all i have to say on overwatch 2 um it's fun that's it yeah generally all i'm hearing is that but people saying it's worse <laughs> i just probably yeah yeah i mean like um, it's I, I just don't know why they called it Overwatch 2 because there's nothing there's no there's no like extension of Overwatch other than like a DLC thing. I blame Activ- I blame Activision. I, I this is a reminder that Activision were also behind um Destiny and Bungie now they're free of Activision have said that Activision were the reason why they had to release a Destiny 2. Um, oh, they did not want to put out a game called Destiny 2. They wanted to keep the Destiny platform going and not like split it in that right. way. Yeah, hence yeah. why now it's like Destiny ongoing, 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 and hence why Destiny 1 is kind of in Destiny 2 now. Um, okay, right. But you put a number on something, that's a new product, and I mean, would you would yeah, you, you have charge. gone back to, to Overwatch if they hadn't put that big 2 after it? Uh, if if they had just said Overwatch is on Switch now for like four quid, then I would have got it because uh, I okay. still enjoyed playing Overwatch. But it's the fact that it was a two. I loaded it up, went into that first game, was like, this is a map from the first game. Oh, my oh God. these are all the same characters. Oh, this is just the first game, but with a two on it, and now it's Fortnite. Who are you playing okay. as? Um, ooh, who do I play? I play a lot as Moira. <laughs> Did you stick around for Moira? No. That was like I, quite. Uh, I want to say like. I know who they are, but I didn't, I didn't. I didn't play. Uh, it as I'm also a bit of a Hanzo guy, you know. Bone oh, Arrow. Hanzo's cool. I like uh, Hanzo. I'm still like because you have to unlock. This this is how they get you. You have to unlock them through challenges. You have to unlock heroes. So I really want to play as May, who is like the one with the ice. I like May. Gun. I played Sarah much. You have to play. You have to complete seventy games online oh, to unlock the ability to use her, and this is what I'm slowly realizing is is very much. Yeah, this is I your can, Diablo uh, Eternal arc. This is this is Diablo. it. This is it. I'm gonna have a, a review in four weeks' time. Like this is the worst game I've ever played, and I've sunk fifty thousand hours into it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What games you got to the table? I've got today? three games to talk about. Um, mm. So 
the good thing about my game recommendations is you know they're always going to be on Xbox or PC Game Pass because that's how sure, I consume video that's games. that's how you consume, yeah. <laughs> which is such a great deal. Um, so I'm going to start with, I played this puzzle game called Gorogoa, which is from quite a few years ago, which um, our friend Juno recommended this to me. Um, it is kind of like a really elaborate sliding puzzle. Sliding, it's, it's, it's quite hard to explain. It's like a four-panel comic. Mm-hmm. And you can move the panels around and interact things in the panels, and you can make them interact with each other. And it's quite a freeform puzzle-solving game. Of you kind of like work okay. out the rules as it goes. So you try and get someone to walk from one to the other one, and then something will happen in one um, panel that means you connect to the next one. So it's lots of like it's it's it feels like an adventure game meets kind of like sliding puzzle game. It's it's yeah. it's really interesting, and the main appeal is the art. I will say, um, I feel at the beginning I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, okay. And the problem with some puzzle games, I think I go back to Portal a lot, of Portal being mm. a perfect puzzle game because yeah. it's always fun and always funny, but you don't realise until later on that you are being very cleverly tutorialised the whole time of it. It's yeah. just like, it's teaching you what to do, what to do, what to do. I think Portal 2 is perhaps even better at that yeah, because yeah. I think it makes it a bit more, a bit less overt because it's not as much like test stuff. And so when you see a puzzle in late game portal, you know exactly what you can do and what the verbs yeah, are. Yeah. So how to do it. Got to go at the beginning. I wasn't quite sure. Occasionally, I, I didn't really know what the game was. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, okay. what, what am I doing here? Oh, I got through. I did that. And I couldn't really work out the core mechanics for a while. <laughs> and that really damaged it later on. It got to the point. So I played for the first few chapters. And the last bit, I just thought I got to walk through up. I was like, I just, I'm just so bored of clicking around and waiting for the one thing. And when i watched the solution for the puzzles and did them i was like these are really ornate and really clever but i have Mm. no interest in actually doing this (laughs) um it's 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 satisfying to watch it unfurl it's very very clever it's very very intense design if you can get on the wavelength for the developer it's a really cool satisfying thing um i found it quite obtuse and alienating um Mm. but it's cute and cool so gorgo is it's kind of worth checking out it looks neat yeah unpacking yeah, you mentioned it's this a couple awesome. weeks ago to me. Um, I really like unpacking. But I don't, I don't know what this is, other than um, the act of unpacking. It's a really cool kind of what kind of stories can you tell with a game experiment. Of It is pretty much the story of someone's life told through their house moves, which is such a... I mean, as we are people that have moved house several times mm, for a variety yeah. of circumstances, both good, both yeah. all these things happen. And they are very, like, emotional, emotive, and profound chapters in life. And sure. the accumulation and deaccumulation of stuff over time tells a lot about a person. And it's such a really interesting way of learning about a character that all you do is you go from house to house, and it's so... And you know what year it is... Okay. It, it's 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 so cool. Um, I have some issues with like the actual act of playing it. Sometimes is quite frustrating, because it wants things to be in a spe- things have to go in a specific room, and certain things have to go in a specific kind of place. And there was one bit towards the middle where so w- one level is clearly you moving into a boyfriend's house. You can tell it's the boyfriend's hey. house because you can find like pictures of you two together. And you can you gotta work out who you are after a point. And that's a great level because it's just like there's already stuff here. And how do I fit uh, my stuff? You have to find yeah, my yeah, stuff, okay. and it doesn't quite. And you have to make compromises; it doesn't quite fit. And that's stuff's really, really clever of being like, I used to have this, and now I can't fit mm. this. And things that used to be out in the open now putting them away into yeah, cupboards. Yeah. That's like that's such a really cool idea. Um, but there's one bit where it's like it's a really nice narrative point of you then suddenly are moving back into your parents' house, back into that room uh, from the beginning, which is very clear what has happened. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. And one thing is like 
there's a photo and it's the photo from the previous one and it's the photo of you and the boyfriend so i'm like mm. so i just put it up on the wall i was like i don't know i don't know i want to see this and every it, day and, and it kept just telling me it's in the wrong place i'm like i don't know where to put it and it in turns the out bin? Like, under the, the bed what was it like put it away in like some cupboard at the side and close yeah, it and yeah. i'm going for and because it's like little pixel art thing there was one thing where i never quite worked out what it was and i put it in the foot i i think it was just like a tin opener or something and i put it in the kitchen by accident at one point and then never really knew where it was supposed to go brilliant leave um, it on the floor so, i'll figure it out so it's it's there are some bits that are inelegant because it has to become a puzzle game and it mm. can get a bit annoying sometimes of like moving around and like constantly rotating and, and the, un the unpacking process is is not great okay. but as a little storytelling tool for mm. how much you can glean from someone through the things they pack i know this person is like they they have like video games and movies and comics and you cool. can tell what they all are even though you legally can't tell like that's oh, yours yeah, that's shin godzilla. godzilla yeah oh awesome cool, and like cool, cool. oh that's metroid prime on gamecube i was gonna oh, say i can see the game that's sunshine oh that's it, it's it's there's so much really cool stuff like that it's mm. it's a really interesting thing um it really rules i think it's really worth playing it's a few hours long you can get cool. all the achievements out of it by just fiddling around with stuff it's really cute it, i reckon it could do more of its story structure and it could be way more elegant with puzzles and stuff and it gets a bit of a chore towards the end because you're like stuff in rooms and in the wrong rooms and it's just like ugh, i don't know but i think there's a better way for the actual core game to work okay um, but the storytelling i think is really really cool it's just it's mm. an interesting thing so that's two puzzle games. Is the third a puzzle game? No, the third ah. game is a rhythm game. Oh, um, well, that's a puzzle. That's the puzzle of the the fingers and the. the well, pulse. this this puzzle is shooting demons in the face. Hello. Um, <laughs> this game is called Metal Hellsinger, and it absolutely oh, okay. rules. I've been having Hellsinger. so much fun with this game. Um, this is. Oh, it's so cool, Jack. You're going to love this. You play is this it. a first-person shooter mm. rhythm game? Yes, it is. What? So it's like It's like Doom, but it's uh -huh. metal music with people that you know. Um, so okay, I mean, what, so, so like one, established it's, bands, it's, yeah. It's, it's like established musicians like working with who I presume is like whoever did the soundtrack for it. So yeah, like yeah, this sure. featuring a guy from Bring Me From The Horizon, featuring, ah, a, yeah. featuring a person from Trivium, um, a monomath mm. or someone, like bands of that ilk. Trivium ah, are definitely yeah, yeah. in it. Um, and you are going through hell, and you are shooting the hell out of people, but there is a song in the background, and the song has a beat, because it's a song. And when you shoot someone on the beat, it does more damage. Oh, so you are constantly you. having to move and shoot. And it's great. So the shotgun will shoot on the beat and then will cock off the beat. Shoot on the beat, cock oh. off the beat. So you're getting into these flow states. You've got like a six years like bam, 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 bam. And you just get into this lock of I am going through the level, doing things right on time. This is great. He's yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. Do this. Do it's that. It's less chaotic it's... than Doom. It is less, uh, there's more of a structure to the yeah. actual... Yeah, okay, it, I got you. As opposed to just like wildly shooting, it becomes yeah, the, you're just making I am everything up in at the this flow state, and that's mm. over there, and I know how to do this enemy. And the enemies kind of like almost work on the beat as well, or do certain behaviors on the beat, or move around like that. So it's it's a it's not quite crypt the necro dancer stuff for the few people that know that. It's not quite yeah. as like locked down, but it's such a, it's just such an interesting way. I like different. I love shooters, but I like the different shooters, and this sure. is just. So such an interesting different shooter it's so fun and when you get the multiplier up the lyrics come in so you're trying to just keep the so you're constantly shooting or doing something so even when there's no one around you pull out this thing to keep you've got this 
head that can shoot out things. So <laughs> okay. you swap between like shooting out my head to keep the rhythm going, to keep okay. the multiplier going. Yeah. And oh, then the you get your gun out right. again. Because you, you constantly yeah, yeah. want to keep always interacting on the beat. And Gotta there's a fun the beat, yeah. and the songs are quite different. The beats get faster, slower. And some of those things where just you just zone out, you get in this flow state and you I I'm, I'm sat there but I'm sat there at the kitchen table, heaven's in been like and I was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, I am just like nodding the head out, baby. I am rocking out and killing demons and having a great time. When it all That's goes cool. great, it's just phenomenal. Occasionally you're like, I've lost the beat and now I'm dying. Um, uh, but it's, but it's, it's really, really good. Love it, love it, love it. Really fun. Those are three very interesting and dis- bespoke games that I would have mm. never come across. So very interested in some of these. Thank you for bringing them to the table. Do we have anything else today before I get into our mailbag? I don't think so. No, I don't think I've ever worth worth talking about. I was going to talk about I read a Bo Burnham poetry book, but and it absolutely sucked. Um, but everyone knows you're going to say it's going to be bad. So, <laughs> so if you want to send us an email or message, you can drop us a line at thestacksonfilm at gmail.com. You can send in recipes. You can send in Please recommendations. Do. Send us a sign us- off. Just tell us what you've been enjoying as well. We want to hear what you guys have been yes. listening to, watching, reading, whatever. It doesn't have to necessarily be recommendations. We just like hearing what you people have been enjoying. So I'll say one two... thing first, Jack. We are yep. planning or have in the motions an oops or recommendation section where I'm going to finally catch up my recommendations. I know I'm behind. Yes. Yes. So um, I know we've... So, so I think... That's in hand. We've listed yeah. down the things that I have to actually watch now that Jack has to watch. So we stop, will actually stop do that. the angry messages. Sorry. Stop firing me tweets. Uh, it'll happen. Don't worry. Yeah. We're busy. We're busy people. We're getting busier. We'll see. Yes. So we have two messages today. We've got a nice long recommendation list from our good friend Matt. And he says, Ooh, I know him. Gre- Greetings, Jack and Stephen. I have some recommendations for you. For Jack an NGM comedy about a country doctor who comes to realise the paintings made by a former patient are worth quite a bit of money, mm. but he and his family haven't been keeping them in the best of shape. This film is Christopher Bean from 1933 by Sam Wood with Lionel Barrymore and Marie Dressler in her final role. Uh, I know Matt's recommended this to me because Sam Wood uh, probably made the best Marx Brothers films oh. Um a Night of the Opera, and he's done some other classic comedies I enjoy. For Stephen, hello, a silent war drama with <laughs> with Cyrano esque love triangle at its ah. centre, and innovatively dynamic camera movements for its time. The film Ooh. is The Second in Command from 1915 by William Bowman and starring cinema's first beefcake, Francis X. Bushman. Now that's a name. That's a great name. man, I will never be able to be cinema's first beefcake and I'm sad about that. Ooh, okay, so little peek behind the curtain here matt to- sent me this message in on discord and sent it in like spoiler messages and said don't oh, don't click on these until you're actually recording so i haven't seen these messages before unfortunately these films are not widely available oh, in fact that. i believe they only exist in the george eastman museum's film archive in rochester ny which brings us to your mission should you choose to accept it okay. now i'm going to click on this big block of text now I'm choosing to accept it. In order to satisfy my recommendation to do... (laughs) In order to satisfy my recommendations to you, you must plan a heist to extract these films (laughs) from the museum archive, transport them to the theatre up above, screen them using the 35mm projector, and in the case of the second-in-command, improvise piano accompaniment on the baby grand piano by the stage. I have a great one piano. 
return them undamaged and undetected, and escape back to England. I realise that is an intimidating task for the two of you to mm. execute alone, so for assistance, you can assemble a crew by each drafting up to four characters, actors, or directors from films in your top 100s for a total team size oh, of 10, gosh. including yourselves. Your top 100 lists are linked below. If you don't need that many people, then go ahead, go ahead and fill in the last slots with whoever you'd want to watch the films with. Oh, and one last thing. The vault in which these films are stored also contain a number of nitrate film prints, so be wary of any incendiary techniques, lest you set ablaze the essential archive of our cultural history. Wow, mm. Matt, that is absolutely fantastic! Right, I'm loading that up is, my my good. top okay, 100. I've got, I've got my top 100. I don't. I'm now wishing so, that I liked heist each. movies more. <laughs> uh, I oh, I've got some ideas already. This is going to be fun. So, I'm going to have a quick look through here. So, I need someone good. I need someone charismatic. I a lot of my films on the top 100 I'm realizing are about bumbling idiots. Yeah, this is the issue. <laughs> a I'm lot having. of comedies and a lot of So, I'm going to start this one is quite good because it's kind of a heist film. I'm yeah. going to choose a character from this film. The film is Toy Story 2. Oh nice. Uh, the film is very much about them rescuing Woody. It's kind of a heist. They're getting into Al's apartment. They're going to try and receive, you know, try and get Woody back. And I'm going to choose Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear is a very versatile character. He can glide. He can fly. He has the charisma. Mm. Um, he can fall I style. think he could, br he's very small. He could trick security guards into thinking he is a toy because he is just a toy. But he brings a lot of leadership to the group and he's going to make a very good, solid first pick for my Oceans 10 or Matt 10 as we're calling this one. Stephen, have you got someone to bring? Yeah, I'm going to take um, uh, I this is when this is mm, so funny. <laughs> I'm going to go real serious. So my army of shadows peeps, my French resistance mm. like this is this is the French resistance against like Vichy France and like Nazism in in France in the Second World War so my main guy, who I think is Philippe Jubier, um, the main character of Army of Shadows, um, I just think like he's got a bit of the kutzpah to do an undercover operation in that way. So I'm going to go for one of the Resistance members from Army of Shadows to really Very get good. in and get good. Man, Does that film really... go well for them? No, but I, I think without... <laughs> there, there are fewer Nazis. Fewer. There are obviously a lot of Nazis in the US, but I think there are fewer Nazis guiding and guarding there was that time where some nazis in the uk guided that george Eliot statue so mm. you never really know what what nazis are doing nowadays um but yeah i'm gonna go for that okay okay i realize that a lot of my top 100 consists of like huge godzilla-like figures which are going to be very impractical in this scenario mm. but i have a film currently sat at number 51 and it's a little film i like to call the lord of the rings the fellowship of the <laughs> ring and I know, I know, spoiler alert, Gandalf, the Gandalf the Grey possibly falls to the Balrog in this film. But possibly. if we're going to say his character, who returns in Two Towers as Gandalf the White, is allowed on the team, I think he could bring a lot to the team in terms of, oh, I don't know, a little thing I like to call magic. Ah, true. True. You've got to have at least one. If this is like, all right, Stephen, we're playing this kind of like it's a D and D campaign. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've just got the mage. <laughs> team composition is good. So I've got a rogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a rogue. I don't know, a cosmonaut, a Buzz Lightyear, and my mage Gandalf the Grey slash Gandalf the White. Stephen, okay. who we got? This, 
this is tricky this is tricky um oh god it's so tempting just to put matt farley <laughs> it's so tempting to go for but i'm trying to take it quite seriously um mm, okay oh i'm gonna take kung fu from Haosu. Um, oh hell yeah! Because because she has music cues that come when she does does kicks. So yeah, I'm gonna go for kung fu um, from house slash houseu. Um, would be, would be a great call, and that um, my <sighs> next one is very very serious. So. Okay, well to counteract the very very serious, I'll go to. 1979 James Frawley film, a little picture I like to call The Muppet Movie. And mm. we all know in Muppets from Space, they do pull off sort of like a little heist. But the do. question is, who do I bring? Do we bring Kermit, who's a little bit of a wimp in some regards? Do I bring Animal, who's a bit much, a bit too much, a bit much of a loose cannon? Do I bring Fozzie? Oh, do I bring Dr. Teeth? This is hard. <laughs> I'm going to bring miss piggy because like yes. kung fu from Haosu, she has an incredible kung fu kick um yeah. she can woo guards Hiya, if there frog. are guards in this nitrate print museum um she can crack some jokes and again just a very very prominent leader in a team i realize i'm bringing quite a lot of leaders but i feel like i would be head honcho of my four so i'm bringing miss piggy alongside buzz lightyear and gandalf the white we have four each or five each we have four each for a team of ten for each for a team of ten, that makes eight. Uh, and us too. Oh, we have to, we, are, we are also involved, Stephen. <laughs> Damn it, maths. Not Matt is good at maths. Um, all right, so I've got two left. Um, I've got. Oh, I think I've got mine. Yeah. Oh god, there's just so many to pick from here that are really, really good. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, I was tempted to go. For... <laughs> I was tempted to go for Asami from audition. <laughs> which would you'd get results um yeah. but i don't and this i and i'm half tempted but i'm not going to to go for um the kid from come and see because you know he would get oh the job oh my done. god wow yeah he's a very determined <laughs> like, young chap it's that kid is determined i could go for Irimaeus from satin tango because he'd also get the job done in he's, different yeah, ways sure. yeah. mm, mm. i need someone that's gonna be a good projectionist um oh shit i didn't think about that let's just pretend i i was trained in the art of uh threading 35 millimeter i could play the piano so at least that's done I, yeah i know who then again you've got you've got the kung fu from house and there's a piano in that so i know who my last person is okay um, we could start with them and figure out your other last that's, one i mean i could go for just like paul mccartney um but what would paul, what would old <laughs> old paul mccartney from beatles get back do in this <laughs> convince me ooh, ooh, um, oh then again he could play the piano pretty well yeah he, he could, yeah he could actually um hot take could, <laughs> he's could, quite a good talented musician could go for robocop, robocop. oh come on you have to do robocop <laughs> right yeah right you know what mr yeah, robert cop mr robert cop would be very very good robert cop oh ooh, mm, mm, mm. uh maybe dengar Ooh, interesting pick. <laughs> I think Dengar. I think Dengar would be very good. No, I'm going to okay. go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Dengar, go everyone's for... favourite bounty hunter from the planet Corellia. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I am going to go for Robocop. Okay, that's very good. He, he is our, is our brute. He's, you know, yeah. he's the muscle behind the operation. He would shout. Um, you know, he's got the get them all out, shoot someone in the penis. Great job. I'm going to go with a tactician for our last one. 
Uh, yep. Someone who is actually going to oversee the whole operation. I said I was going to lead the charge, but in honesty, I probably wouldn't have the have the nerve. So I am picking the stalker from Andrei Tarkovsky's Stalker. <laughs> what, his whole job is to get us into the zone. So mm, to get that's us a really into, good thing, actually. That's to get so us good. into this museum and help us steal these nitrate prints and maybe maybe he knows how to thread a thirty five millimeter projector. I don't know, and I don't know. He, I, I don't know the films that Matt suggested to us, but maybe the guy needs a comedy film once in a while. He lives a very That's morbid great. lifestyle. So I'm bringing Stalker from Stalker, the titular Stalker, alongside Buzz Lightyear, Gandalf the Grey, and Miss yeah. Piggy. A very so, Jack list of people. I was very tempted by Tony Leung from In the Mood for Love just to be there stylish Ooh. and distracting. But, yeah, smoke um, a cigarette in front of the guards. But I have the perfect person, because Go on, on Might of 100 list is again one of the greatest movies ever made orson wells f for fake i'm bringing orson wells i'm bringing oh, orson fuck. wells yeah could you imagine watching he would just blast, he would just blast his way through he would walk down and be like hello yeah, yeah. i'm orson wells oh, there's a and they'd be like, they'd be bound- is this yeah, a trick exactly. he he would just get it done he would just oh yeah just and in, that and- man knows how to thread film that man knows how to preserve uh nitrate prints that man knows how to appreciate cinema and in full Perfect f for fake persona so in full just like trickster like huckster mm. thing so yeah so my last guy orson <laughs> wells orson wells from f for fake mode just absolutely absolutely getting it done okay so final rundown we've got jack we've got steven we've got miss piggy we've got buzz Lightyear. we've got the stalker from stalker we've got gandalf the gray gandalf the white it's <laughs> gonna work steven who are your four so i've got a, a french resistance member from army of shadows <laughs> which i thought was an excellent choice um i've got robocop the robot mm-hmm. cop i've got kung fu from Haosu, oh, Haosu yeah. and i've got orson wells I mean, come on, Matt. If you're not happy with We're that, done. <laughs> if you're not happy with this team of ten, then I don't know. Maybe we don't deserve to break into this <laughs> museum. For I these was prints. half tempted to have the alchemist from the Holy Mountain, um, but oh, uh, I, I I thought about that. I mean, I've got Bruce Lee on here. I've got yeah. I, I, there's a lot of people we could have had. I yeah, mean, Godzilla. <laughs> I could have just brought <laughs> yeah, Godzilla just or Hedora. I don't think that would have helped actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, here's it's... a quick one. Who would be the worst person on your list to bring? I'm leaning um, towards the Iron Giant, who would be <laughs> just embarrassingly bad. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, there's so many terrible choices here. Um, <laughs> I'm, shall I go super mean? Uh, okay, is it me? <laughs> I'm going to say the kid from Bicycle Thieves. I just don't think yeah, he'd be he'd, yeah, I don't think he'd, he'd be, be crying. <laughs> I, don't, I just dad... don't think he'd be very good. I just think <laughs> he'd be terrible. Enough. That yeah. is fair enough. Yeah. Um, who else would be terrible on this list? The guy uh, from Cache? Any Jerry Lewis on any Jerry Lewis film I have. He would just be a bumbling fool. Or Chaplin. Chaplin would fuck everything up. Mr. Hulo would fuck everything up. <laughs> Harold Lloyd. I've got a lot of idiots on my team here. <laughs> Matt, that is a fantastic email. Thank you so much for that. I'm looking forward to checking yeah, out that those was, films that was really, really fun. very really, soon. Really fun. Um, um, and our we'll second, second message for the evening, I think... This is from our good friend Ivan. Hello, Stephen and Jack. Hello. I saw that Jack talked about watching Chainsaw Man today, so I would be remiss if I didn't recommend the short web manga by the same author called Goodbye Eerie to both of you. At around 200 pages, it is a short story filled with the author's love for films, from not just the ones you can buy Blu-rays from your local store, to but also student films and home videos that other people make. 
We follow Yuta Ito, who was tasked by his terminally ill mother to shoot a film about her on his new smartphone that she gifted for him on his birthday. If I had to compare this web series to a, to a movie, it reminds me of Close Up, and maybe F for Fake is a better comparison. Well, I'm good friends with Orson uh, Welles, and he's actually one of my high screen. With how it's a blend of documentary and fictional storytelling. Mm, it, fully takes it fully takes advantage of its medium of being a webcomic book where each page is four panels that are of the aspect ratio of a smartphone so each panel is basically a shot from the film that Yuta is making it's not written to be read like a normal manga where you open a book and go through the pages as it's meant to be read by you scrolling down on your phone or your web browser which adds to the meta element of it being like film reel where you can examine That's different cool. shots if i recall correctly jack prefers to read on his kindle or ipad and not on his phone or computer screen so i won't blame you for reading it there instead of on your phone i hope you are both having a wonderful spooktober yours truly ivan ivan thank you so really much cool. for that recommendation um i have mentioned chainsaw man i will probably talk about that on our next office hours cool. it's a series that's only just started premiering i've only seen the first episode i hear really good like stuff about that it is awesome i think you dig it it's just like it's a man who's a chainsaw steven i don't really know mm. what else you want from me <laughs> it sounds like a gamma villain <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening and emailing in with your wonderful things if you like the sound of our voices and the podcasts we drop here on this feed, yes. why not run over to patreon.com forward slash the stacks on film where you can get more podcast goodies, exclusive commentary tracks, sneak peeks behind the curtain, and we're working on much, much more to come later this year and into 2023. Plug ahoy, baby. Yeah. Uh, yes. Please. 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 And thank you so much to the people yes, that have already um, at whatever level we are so thankful. Mm -hmm. And those Appreciative people of anything have already heard our views on Dread, as have you in any feed, because that's mm -hmm. down there. So the Dread views. The view of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two is locked off. Event yeah. Horizon coming soon. A Lord yes. of the Rings special Ooh, coming soon. Stephen's been rewatching those, and people yeah. have been like, "Why has he not put ratings on him?" It's because we're going to do a big yeah. Lord of the Rings extravaganza, which yeah, means I, I get to rewatch all of my favorite films again, which is always yeah. Good I teased for me. everyone with that Fellowship of the Ring review, five stars, <laughs> yeah. and then I did not <laughs> drop a review or rating for the two towers. Uh oh. <laughs> anyway, we stop watching that tonight. So we hope to see you on the next episode of The Stacks, whether it be Office Hours. Kino Thanks is coming very soon. More of that. Probably, probably before this. Probably before that. I'm going to cut so all this be an, out. So there'll be another one soon. There'll be another one there'll soon. Be another one soon. We're always watching movies here on The Stacks. Go to the mm. Patreon. DM us on Twitter, Discord. Email us in. And we'll catch you on the next more episode. More elaborate heists, please. <laughs> Hell email. yeah. More, more, more emails, emails like, like Matt's. That. that was my favourite email we've ever had. <laughs> more concept emails, please. Mm. Give us hypotheticals. David's good at those. Give us... David's very good at those. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll see you on the next app. Yeah, thank you very much. Bye.